Hi, welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight we're talking about prayer. We are going to talk about prayer. And uh, I think for some people it's a very intimidating thought, but it doesn't need to be. What, it's when, so simple. When you think of prayer, what would be your definition? I think a prayer is just talking to God. Hmm, yeah. it's, it's one way to commune with God. And I think, well, I've got a few different things I want to bring up about how to do that. But I think prayer in general is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's something we're allowed to do. And we're allowed to do that through through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without that, somebody else would have to pray for us. Mm-hmm. But we're allowed to pray to God ourselves. And I think that is such a privilege. Yeah, I it's think a, it's... I mean, just imagine the creator of the universe is listening to you and he personally. Wants to. He yes. wants to listen. He wants us There's to. There's that one verse, and I didn't look it up, but I'm not going to. But it says, okay. uh, pray continuously. And I, I in all of, things. And pray continuously in all things. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I first read that verse long, long ago, when I was first a Christian, I thought, what? How in the world can we pray continuously? You can't have a constantly be talking to somebody. And then I think it's just kind of a way of life that you're always open to God and his words and what he wants to say to you through every situation. And so I think prayer is, it is our communication with God, listening and talking and learning and just being in his presence. And But I think it's also, you can have that as your way of life, that you're always open to that communication. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're going through, you can say, all of a sudden, like, Lord, what what are you trying to teach me through this? Or let me see you in this. Or where are you in this situation? Or Well, and I think, again, we go back to Genesis and God's initial plan for creation. It said in the cool of the day, he was walking through the garden telling, asking Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. That conversation was part of his initial intention for creation. Right. He wants to talk to you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to be with you. And as with any other relationship, the more often you're talking to someone, the more honest you are talking to someone, the more regular it is that you're in conversation with someone, the deeper that relationship is and, and the, the easier it is to go there when um, maybe you need to, when maybe when you're scared, maybe when something's happening. That relationship is what God desires from us, that, that connection between us. Yes, he, yes, his son came and died for us over 2,000 years ago, but that's not the end of the story. That's just the beginning of the story. Right, he gives us a way to oh, God. Yes. You said that um, the, more you, the more you pray, the deeper it goes and the easier yeah. it gets to get in. Well, right. I thought of something that, like with us being married for so long, we can have a conversation, and then maybe it stops, and then, you know, several days later go, jump right back into that conversation because it's still in the thought process. Right. And so it's ongoing with God. And, and and the more you talk to someone and listen to them, the more you get to know them. And the better you are hearing it. Yeah. A lot of times um, people are intimidated by prayer because, you know, it's not, well, it, is, it hasn't been for me. I, I would love it if it did, but God has never spoken to me audibly. He's never said something out loud. Um, that would be awesome if that happened. Mm-hmm. But so so many times people are um, not sure if God's listening mm. because they don't hear something back, like a conversation mm-hmm. between the two of us. But we need to understand that God communicates with us in so many ways. And 
one of the biggest issues we have with prayer, and, and this is something I was going to, I'll just bring it up now. Mm-hmm. So much of our prayer time is usually spent speaking and so little listening. Mm-hmm. So much of us, a lot of people think of prayer as, as just the petition itself, and that is part of it, but that's not the, that's not the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. You can't have a conversation where you're the only one talking. You know, I think that is that is a big part of it, but you know what? I don't think that's the best part. I think the best part is just to sit in God's presence and soak him in and let oh let me read something. Okay. This is from Matthew six and it's from the message translation. Uh and it's it's Matthew six six. And this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. So you sense his grace. And then it goes on in verse 14. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. Right. Anyway, I don't know if that's what I wanted to read, but that just, no, I just I like think that. it's good. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people get intimidated by prayer. Um, and I, I, I'm afraid I probably have been guilty of this myself. Uh, we have to be careful. Uh, it happens with our youth group sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful about calling someone out to pray out loud. Right. Because people are intimidated by it thinking, well, I got to be, I got to do a Billy Graham prayer or a Mother Teresa prayer. I got to be these perfect polished. And that's not at all what God wants from us. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want us to have some sort of script that we're following. Jesus gives us a, an outline in, in the Lord's prayer, but he doesn't, nece- he, he doesn't want us to be perfect. No. It's yes. not a speech. Right. It's just a conversation. But I will say there are times people can use, if people don't know what words to use. Oh, sure. They can use written prayers. Oh, right. When I was looking up prayer online, there are places you can say prayers for healing or whatever. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with with, with reading a prayer that someone else wrote. And if you're speaking it with your heart and just sharing it, that's as good as... as, uh, you just say it spontaneously. Sure. And some people are much more comfortable pr- praying in front of others um, out loud, and that's fine. And there is there is real power in communal prayer when there's mm, yes. a bunch of people. And Jesus says when two or more are gathered in my name. Uh, but I think it's... I think the intimidation factor comes in when people start thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Right. And there's no right or wrong way to pray. No. But also, if, if you do start praying out loud in front of people, mm-hmm. it does get easier. Oh, yeah. Just like I mean, any, anything like else. Anything. Yeah. I have a couple, I have a couple, uh, a quote I want to share, a Max okay. Lucado quote mm-hmm. about prayer. He says, our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble. But since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Exactly. And I think... I'm not going to talk too much more about communal prayer. I think there's a there's a power to that. I mean, some of the most powerful uh, moments I've had with others is when we gather together, um, we hold hands, and, and whoever wants to just speaks to God and speaks from God. And I love that in our church, um, we pray several times during a service, and we just call on 
Could you pray for me? Could you open us up in prayer? Could you close us in prayer? It's not done, directed completely by me as the pastor. I I wouldn't want to do that. Again, I think... I think it's every Christian should be developing this personal relationship and this personal uh, prayer time with God. And going to that, I want to talk a little bit about personal prayer time. Okay. About individual prayer. I also want to talk about different kinds of prayers. Okay. If you go do the personal prayer. Well, the personal prayer thing that I'm talking about is is having an individual prayer time. And that is something that um, if you read through your New Testament, you read through the Gospels, you'll see Jesus did that often. He sought solitude. Mm-hmm. He went away from people. Uh, at times they had no idea where he was, but he went to go be with his father. He went to go and pray. He went to go spend time with God. And that was a, that's, a good, um, that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for us, and I know a lot of people, um, I've had a lot of people tell me, and I know in my prayer life when I first started too, it's easy for your mind to wander mm-hmm. because you're forcing it. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for something else to come up and things to be bouncing in your head or, you know, some song or something gets stuck in your head that's not a praise song. It's just something that comes mm-hmm. up. Um, but if you diligently work at having a prayer time and a prayer space, a prayer place, I know a lot of people feel connected with God in nature. Mm-hmm. If that's the case... Go to that, and in that place pray. I've just recently, it hasn't been that long, I started in the mornings, I go outside. And I read the Word, and I pray pray by myself outside. And that's one of the first things I do in the morning. And that has made a huge difference for me, because I go out, and and birdsong doesn't distract me, but it centers me, it brings Mm -hmm. me in. I feel the wind, I feel God's presence. It just, it means something to me. And in Matthew 6, 6 6-8, Jesus said, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people and other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. Hmm. You would not go to your Father and sit on His lap and start... I mean... Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Uh, We wouldn't do that in a human conversation with someone and expect it to be a conversation. Now, I'm not saying that you can't start in a a meditative prayer and then roll from there. But don't think of it as just that. Think of it as just having that conversation. Now, there's a few little ways that I, I came up with that I think would really help people sometimes if they, if they're struggling. Um, I think one of the things we can involve in our prayer time and helps with the focus is our senses. That can Mm. be a lot of things. Like I said, it can be going outside. For some people, it might be lighting a candle. Mm. If you light a scented candle and that scent is your prayer time, Mm. when you smell that, it helps bring you Mm. into that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up Catholic, I will tell you, there is a smell in a Catholic church. Mm -hmm. When you walk in and there's incense... There is something about that. There is a reverence mm-hmm. that is just natural into you when you get, put yourself in that place. Another thing you might want to do um, is sing. Mm-hmm. You may just have a praise song or a hymn in your head, and you just start your prayer by, by just singing to God. Just sing to God. God loves to hear our praises. And it's an important part of prayer is to praise God for who He is. And that 
for many people, music is one of those um, emotional linchpins that connects them with something. So if you can get in there and sing, you know, just go outside in the morning when the birds are just starting to sing and at sunrise and start singing, I can only imagine, and feel mm-hmm. yourself drawn in. So singing is another one. Um, another one mm-hmm. would be take your Bible and like I just, Psalms is a great one. It's full of prayers. Mm-hmm. So like I just turned to Psalm 23, you could just start reading it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And you could say, Jesus, thank you for being my shepherd. Thank you for leading me, helping me to lie down in green pastures. Thank you for leading me beside quiet waters. Thank you for restoring my soul. Right. You could, you know, something simple. But that can help you start. But it's so powerful to pray the word. That is one way to pray the word. Well, and that's that's how I'm doing it now. As I When I read, I read out loud. Mm-hmm. Not only because, well, for several reasons. One, if you read out loud, you read slower. Oh, okay. When you read, you're a speed reader. You read very quickly. No, I don't. Yes, do she, I? Yeah, you oh. do. She does. She reads I tons do? of books, and she and if she doesn't have anybody she's reading out loud to, she races through them. And if she's reading out loud to someone, it slows down, and it helps. Um, Jane is an underliner. When she's reading a book, if she hits a certain passage, she'll underline it. She'll stop. She'll think about it. She'll look up words. The same thing, you can do the same thing with your Bible. And if you mm-hmm. read it out loud, I find it slows me down, mm-hmm. and it helps me to understand a little bit more. I can get some a lot of things like Psalms and Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Many of them are written in a form of prose that's almost, it's poetic. Poetic, yeah. And you can mm-hmm. kind of get into that poetic meter. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps. Uh but reading the word is just an awesome way to pray in and of itself. Yeah. And there, if you're a, if you're someone who uh, needs to meditate or memorize things, you can get into the word, take a passage, and memorize it. Um, if you're an artist and you're reading Psalm 23, draw it, mm-hmm. paint it, I do wanna... something, do something to make that. That verse come alive, and that will bring you into that prayer time. I want to mention that word meditate because mm-hmm. that word itself intimidates some people. Yes. But it doesn't have to be because I will tell you, every single one of you who are listening to this, you already meditate at some times. If you worry, that's a form of meditation. It's just a negative form of meditation. You are taking hold of a thought and you're in your, in your, you're worrying about it, so you're thinking it about it over and over and over to a negative effect that will cause stress, that will whatever. Sure. So think of meditation in prayer as as the opposite of worry. Like instead of worrying uh, and and spending your time with your imagination in that way, like uh, I'm just remembering uh, Philippians four. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Before Colossians, okay. Uh, finally, brethren, four eight says, "Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good repute, if there's any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things." Yeah. You could pray about something like that, or or meditate on that verse, or you can even, and this might seem weird to some people, but it shouldn't be because God gave us. 
our imaginations for his purposes. So you can imagine things. You can imagine Jesus sitting right there with you talking to you. And I know we don't know exactly what he looks like, but we all have a picture in our mind that gives us comfort when we think of Jesus. And you could picture you sitting on Father God's lap or just sitting by a brook or or whatever you want to imagine. But it's okay to use your imagination that way. I mean, what better way? Because when you're worrying, you're using your imagination in a negative way. Right. So put your imagination in prayer. And meditation sometimes has a has kind of a negative yeah. new age new agey new thing. agey sounding but God made concept. It up. But what meditate is is simply to put an analogy to it, it's like chewing your food. Mm, it's taking good. your time and enjoying it and working on it and, and picking out the individual flavors, the individual pieces of whatever you're reading, whatever you're into, whatever whatever part of the Bible you're into. Um, take his word and and just just let it roll. Let it come off of you. Um, one other way that I just want to finish up this, another, oh, you're another way of yeah, kind of praying, yeah. and this is something I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a writer, not a speaker, if you're someone who, who who's hesitant to be speaking, write God a letter. Journal. Mm-hmm. Sit down every day and, and tell God what's on your heart. If that's what you, if that's who you are in your communication style, use it. All of these things are just ways to communicate with God, and God will take you however you come to Him. And if you are comfortable in one of these ways, use it. Right, use, use it. Use that style no to get way. to Him. God, no. God wants, and it's not like God's demanding you pray like it's a, it's a, it's a rule. It's just that He wants to, to have alone time with each of us. You know, it's a delight for Him for you to come to Him in prayer because it's like, wow. He or she wants to spend some time with me, wants to talk with me. I have so much I want to share with them. And often God, his voice is a still small voice, a whisper, uh, not even audible sometimes, but he has so, so we have to get quiet inside so sometimes we can hear him. And if we don't give him that time to talk to us, how are we going to know what he wants to tell us? He has so much he wants to tell us. And and one word from God, you know what's straight from God, will change your life. Yes. Will change your I mean it might it might turn you completely around to go a different direction. Or it, he knows exactly what you need to hear. He knows exactly like if you have hurt inside, he knows how to heal that hurt. And one word from God can heal a hurt you've had for decades. Mm. But we got to give them that time. So, you, and you don't have to do it for so many minutes, but you got to give God some time because if the more you do it, I think you'll find it's delightful. It's the time to be with God because mm-hmm. it's someone, someone who wants to be with you, who's eager to be with you, who longs to be with you. And when when there's someone like that in in you know a human that really longs to be with you and you mutually like that person as a great friend or whatever, you long to be with that person. Well, think about this concept. In, in the closest relationship I have is obviously with you. Um, my wife is my best friend. She is she's my heart. And imagine getting up in the morning 
and doing all the things to get ready to go to work or to go to school or to do whatever you do and not saying one word to that person. Oh, that person who's there. What would that do to that relationship? I mean, it would cause all sorts of stress and discomfort and it would be a problem. Oh. Instead, if you start out your day with prayer and you draw near to God, when you draw your breath, when your eyes come open, you start drawing near to God, that will last the day through. You know, I was just thinking, when you said that, Mm because I thought about if that would happen, I would think you were mad at me. And when, in fact, you you weren't mad at me, you're just busy. But so when it's with God and we don't talk to him, he doesn't think we're mad at him, but we will misunderstand God. If we don't give him a chance to talk to us and speak with us, we will very likely judge something or judge something he's allowed in our lives or we'll judge God Well, we'll, wrongly. Get, we'll get to a point where that separation becomes... Instead of familiar, becomes unfamiliar. In the same way um, that if someone stops going to church, yeah, it doesn't take long because be, before that becomes your habit, mm-hmm. and you start start to lose all the all the benefits and all the the beliefs that you had that started you on the path of being in communion with God, with other people, being in fellowship, being in praise, and you then wander away from it, and then that becomes your habit. Mm-hmm. So. I think I've always felt that uh, where you spend your time is where you put your value. Well, that's true. And if you get up in the morning and watch the news, read the newspaper, check your social media, do all those kind of things, what's most important in your life? Do that first. Prioritize things. God wants us to be wants us to have him as a priority because he has us as a priority. Mm-hmm. He invests that much into our relationship. He invested more into our relationship than we ever could. So in honor of that relationship, we should be investing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, going back to a marriage, think about a marriage where only one person was invested in the marriage. Yeah, That's not a good marriage. That's not a healthy relationship. That would be, that would be problematic all the way through, and it would hurt both parties. God's the same way. God wants this communion with us, and He invested everything. He He invested His Son, the blood and the death of His own Son, just so that we could talk to Him. I've got some, that was it. Yeah. So we could our salvation was meant to have a personal relationship with God, to draw back to the time when we could walk in the garden with Him. That is why Jesus came. Now, I've got okay. First, a few quotes from Mother Teresa. She said. Or wrote, prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God at his disposition and listening to his voice in the depth of our hearts. She also said, God shapes the world by prayer. It shows how powerful prayer is when she says that, because that is true. And listening is the beginning of prayer. Now, uh, James 5.16 says, and this is the message again, the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. And later in that chapter, it gives Elijah as an example how he prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain for three years. And then he prayed again, and the rain came. Mm-hmm. And we as believers also need to know that prayer is, it, it's not, it, it's, it is communion with God, but it's also uh, powerful. 
Mm. I, I there Jesus says in Mark eleven twenty four, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Now I need to qualify that though, because he doesn't mean, oh Lord, give me a million dollars, and He's going to give you a million dollars. That's not what the prayer. Yeah, that's not what that means. And I know that God's not not a and, sugar daddy, and He's not a wishing well. No, and there's in all the other gospels, there's other ones. He says this many times, but it's if it's in in accordance of, with His will. In accordance with praying in his name means Mm -hmm. praying the way Jesus would pray. It's not that I'm, yeah, he's not a, a, he's not a genie. He's not a sugar daddy. He's not Santa Claus. He's none of those things. He is a father. He's our, he's God who's in a relationship with us. And just like a father, father on earth, uh, our kids don't get everything they want and they will be the first ones to tell you that. But Mm -hmm. we as parents decide if there's something they want that we don't think would be good for them, we're not going to give it to them because we love them too much to give them something we think is going to harm them. And uh, God has invited us to be part of his work. And part of his work is to pray and to be what in his will and to be praying the things he wants to happen on earth mm-hmm. because he's given us that power that the, the keys of the kingdom are, what's he say to Peter? And on this rock, which is the rock of testimony, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And, we'll build and I will build this church. And uh, we are so much more powerful than we even know. Hmm. And I think we can partner with God in bringing so much more of his work to this earth. But he's waiting for us to ask for him to do it, you know. I mean, sometimes he can't act in our lives because we've never talked to him about it. And he's just waiting to open wide that door, whatever that door is. But we're just being stubborn or we're just ignoring him or we just think it's impossible so we don't even ask. Yeah, the Bible tells us to approach the throne of grace with confidence. Yeah, Hebrews ten twenty five, I believe. Billy Graham said that. He said prayer is just talking to God, and the, and the biggest blessing of that is the fact that he wants you to talk to him. Yeah. He's, he's calling you to come talk to him. It's not like, you know, you have to ask permission. He's, he's, he wants you to come to him. He's asking us to come to him. Um, oh, that was wrong. It wasn't ten twenty five. That's a different one. But well, I want to. I want to okay. cross. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Go let ahead. me do one more one right. verse. Go ahead. Hebrews ten thirty five says, "Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward." Hmm. I like that. And then also, Hebrews eleven six says, "And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him." He wants us to ask for things. Mm-hmm. He wants us to to wait on him. He wants us to confidently come to him and ask questions. Yes. And that's that's one of the things I think it took me a long time to wrap my brain around is prayer is just that. I'm asking God questions. If I'm missing something, I'm asking why am I what am I missing here? That's the word verse Hebrews 4 Okay, 16. Okay. Hebrews 4.16 said, Let us therefore draw near with confidence mm-hmm. to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. So we right. can, like Shannon said, approach with confidence. Approach with confidence. And ask, the, ask questions. 
You know, Jesus had his disciples following around asking him questions all the time. And in Matthew 11, they came to him after they saw him praying, which they often did, and said, you know, Lord, teacher, just teach us how to pray. Teach us how we're supposed to pray. They did not know how to pray. Well, they were not comfortable in it the way Jesus was comfortable right. in it. And they saw the confidence with which he prayed and the desire for it and the thirst that Jesus had for prayer. And they're saying, teach us how. I, yeah, I, I think, though, that they knew a certain way to pray because I'm sure in the synagogues and stuff... They prayed during services, but they saw a different kind of prayer. They saw a relational prayer. Very personal. Yes. And that's what they wanted. Well, and starting in 11, verse 2, Jesus says this to him. Matthew 11. Oh, okay. Starting in in verse 2, he says, And he said to them, When you pray, say. Now, first, I want to bring that to you. When you pray. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't say, If you pray. He just expected. He said, When you pray. So it's expected that you will. And then he goes through uh, what we know as the Lord, Lord's Prayer. And it's, Our Father, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come. Uh, give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. So, when he, when he talks about this, when he brings this up, when the Lord's Prayer comes up, he starts it out with, hallowed be thy name. And that is the way you would address anyone. If you're going to um, that father figure, if you're going to uh, ask those questions, if you're going to someone that you respect, the first thing you acknowledge is who they are. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad, mm-hmm. I got a question. The first thing you do is acknowledge who they are and then who we are. Know who you're talking about. Know who you are yourself. Then you thank them. Then it's a praise. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord, whatever it is you want, I know you want nothing but good for me. Father, I'm just coming to you, and I'm so grateful that you're here to listen to me. And then go into it and, and just, your will be done, Lord. Whatever whatever your answer is, it's the right answer, because I know I'm coming to God. Mm-hmm. So your will be done. Mm-hmm. And then go to him and say, and these are my questions. Mm-hmm. These are my needs. This is what's what's on my heart. This is my problem. And I have found that if I, it's not a formula, but if I, if I think, of the, think on those things, as I draw near to God, I automatically am identifying who He is. As I draw near to God, I'm automatically praising Him for mm-hmm. who He is and thanking Him for who He is and thanking Him for what He's going to do for me, what He has done, what He is doing, those kind of things. Um, I also find when I go to prayer, God will lead me to ask for forgiveness as well. Mm-hmm. Whether it's forgive me for worrying about this, forgive me for thinking the thoughts that I did, for the anger that I, I, I had in my heart, for you know the, the words that came out of my mouth when I didn't want them to come out of my mouth, those kind of things. And I go, I go with that. And then, as like Jesus said, in the end, it's that supplication for, you know, Lord, stay with me. Mm-hmm. Be with me. It says, lead us not into temptation. But what he said is, what what... I take that to mean this is this is according to me is stay with me mm-hmm. keep me keep a hold of me mm-hmm. don't lose me mm-hmm. you know I'm about to walk out into the airport of life don't let go of my hand because I might get lost and I just want to stay with you um, 
So I yeah. think I think that as a, as a basis, understand who you're talking to, address him the way he is. He deserve, deserves to be addressed. Thank him for who he is and the fact that we're able to spend this time with him. You know, I, I cannot thank God enough for my salvation and for him sending his son and the fact that he loved me before I loved him. Mm-hmm. I can't thank him enough for that. Uh, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that was a prayer Jesus showed us right. a, a way to pray. But I will say, and it's good to pray that way. There's nothing wrong with it. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. But also, like you said, it's not a formula. No. We just talk to God. And and you don't need to say, oh, oh, I forgot to do this step and this step and this step. God right. is just wants that personal time with you. So if you are in distress and you say, help me, God, that's your prayer. I right. mean, you don't have to have a lot of words. No. Nope. And, and sometimes maybe you have a lot of words. It's it's well, and and that that prayer itself, the Lord's prayer, um, is recited in churches worldwide on a daily basis. And there's nothing wrong with reciting the word exactly the way it is written, but I think I don't think God and I don't think Jesus intended when he told his followers, "This is how you this right. is how you should pray," that you should just repeat after me. I right. don't think that was I the intention. Was just, this is how you do it. These are some of the things you want to bring up. Yeah. These, this is this is the mindset you should be in. You brought up a. Some it, this reminded me of the verse okay, okay. Matthew twenty eight twenty, mm-hmm. and it's where Jesus says, "I am with you always, even to the end of the age." Mm-hmm. And I guess I bring this up. Maybe somebody needs to hear this, but I love that where Jesus says, "I am with you always. I am with you always." And so, if you're in distress, if you're lonely, if you're hurting, you could pray that. You could just say, mm-hmm. "Jesus, you tell me that you're with me always. Please help me." I know you're here, or I don't, I can't feel you, or please show me that you're here. I know you're here, but I need a little more reassurance. You can, in prayer, is the perfect place just to be totally open and honest. God knows everything anyway. Just share your doubts, your fears, your anger with Him. Maybe you don't like how life is going right now, and you don't know why God isn't doing something different. We know He's got a plan. But maybe we don't really like his plan at the moment. That's okay. Tell him that, and he can change your heart. And what? Right. If yes, yeah. and if we just remember that he wants to hear from you. Yes. And if you are going to lash out in anger, he'll listen to that too. If you are going to to be in utter confusion, not understanding what's going on, he still wants to hear from you. There's no limitation on what God. You don't, you don't, we don't go in fear, we go in confidence. So you can share everything in confidence. And you're not going to offend God. No. Never. He already knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, there's one, two other things I want to bring up. Okay. One is we have to always remember, too, that God loves it when we come to Him in praise. Mm, yeah. As a father, mm-hmm. I love it when my child is full of joy and wants to share their joy with me. And they mm-hmm. run to me and they say, hey... Look at this. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if you've... Uh, our children are, are getting closer to being grown now. But if you remember having small children and the first time they ran up to you with a chubby little fist full of dandelions mm-hmm. and the wonder in their eyes when they did that, well, how did that make you feel when they did that? God wants that from us too. Mm-hmm. Our prayer doesn't have to just be when we're, when we're troubled. God wants to hear from us when we're joyful. God yeah. wants to hear from us all the time. He wants to, he wants to be part of 
our entire lives. The up parts, the down parts, the sideways parts. He wants to be part of all of it. And I think that's a I think that's something that we need to to keep in mind too. And that's you know, it's the same way with any relationship. You want to share your good times. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I would hazard a guess that if you would post it on Facebook, you could probably talk to God about it. Yeah. yeah I really true. think if that's something that you want to do, God wants to talk to you about and it. And also I want to share for those of you who are still listening mm-hmm. is that another thing about prayer is that it is it is a great way to reach out to someone because if you see someone struggling or you know, not quite right, mad, whatever. If you can say, hey, can we pray about that right now? Or can I pray for you? Often people will say, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. I have never had anyone say no. Never. Well, no. no, wait, I have had. I have, but that was a daughter who didn't want to deal with me she right was now. Angry at yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I, I agree. And I think that I have had people, I've had panhandlers come up to me. And if I say, can I pray with you? I've seen just tears in their eye because that's the first time. That, yeah, I could, yeah, I could throw a couple bucks on it, but so could the next guy and the next guy after that. But taking the time to actually pray with them. And the one last thing I want to bring up. Okay. If all else fails and you are completely at a loss and you don't know what to say, that's okay too. Uh, Romans 8.26 says... Uh, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Mm-hmm. If you are brokenhearted and can't put it into words, your Father already knows that. Yeah, just tears. come to him and let your just let your emotion go. Just let the emotions go. God hears that. He knows what you... He knows what you're saying when you're not saying it. He knows what you're thinking. He knows where your heart is. You can go to him at any point in time. If there's a situation you're in where you just don't see a way out, just go to the Father. Abba, Father. Go to Daddy and say, hey. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you just need him to be with you. Spend that time with him. Okay. And you brought that up, so I have to share one verse, and then we can stop. 56, Psalm 56, Hmm. 8 says, Thou hast taken account of my wanderings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? God, your tears are precious to God, and he keeps them all in his bottle. It's got to be a big bottle, or maybe he's got one for each of us, but then... For Just, some of us, that'd yeah, be huge. The concept of the fact that the... Your the, tears are prayers. Yeah, that the all-knowing Father just loves to spend time with you. You know, how, how many of us, again, this parenthood thing, where it can be an aunt and uncle, whatever, how wonderful is it to have a child crawl up on your lap and just snuggle in? Mm-hmm. Or even just to sleep on your lap, just yeah. because it's a safe place to be, and that's what God wants from us in He's prayer. He's our safe place. He wants us to be that place. Nothing else can fill that hole in your life. Oh, he's that place for us. Yes. Yeah. Nothing else can be that place in our life but God himself. Mm-hmm. You can find nothing else that will fill that hole. Only God. Spend okay. some time with him. Spend some time in his word. Spend some time. If you don't know how to, if you're not a regular reader of your Bible, I, I, I'll challenge you right now. 
Let it fall open and just start reading. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are. Just read. Read in that. Get into the Word. Listen for God's voice. I do want to say one more thing. (laughs) I know we're late, but if you've never read your Bible, it's okay. You can start right now. My 79-year-old father just finished reading the Bible straight through for the first time in his entire life. And what an accomplishment. You can do that too. Anyway, thanks for listening. God bless. Bye.